What is going on, my fellow Shulk Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. What is going on? It is your boy Sweezy, aka the Foreplay King, back at it again with another episode of Cancel Sweezy, a podcast I do instead of going to therapy. That's what it's all about, folks. We we don't go to therapy, you don't go to therapy, and uh, you just listen to this show. Welcome to the show today, folks. we got a good one for you. I literally can say it's the best episode we've ever made today, and uh, we're, it's going to stay that way, so uh, don't be stingy and uh, hang out and everything. Uh, go check out, um, just go check out my socials. We're at the Shweezy everywhere, anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast at. A great way to say thank you for being a friend. Go listen to me on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you get your music. It's under Shweezy. And then uh, you can go check me on all my socials at the Shweezy, but on TikTok, it's at the Foreplay King because we, I don't know how much of my identity I wanted on there. But uh, but it's also like a video thing, so I don't know what's going on with me. But um, check me up there. Go follow me there. I post cool stuff all the time, and you get notified. Easy way to get notified when I do release new episodes. If you don't necessarily follow YouTube or uh, wherever you're listening to audio podcasts at. Um, and also, every... Monday and Thursday, or every Thursday and sometimes on Monday, I do stream video games over on Twitch. Um, you, I didn't fucking start my Twitch channel to be commemorated on my fucking personality. I came here to be complimented on my boobs. Uh, yeah, so it's always on Thursdays I stream. I've been streaming, uh, I think, uh, yesterday is when I streamed last. I record the show on Fridays. I played Cyberpunk uh, 2077, and uh, someone was in the chat saying, he's like, not not to be not to offend you or anything, but this is the worst I've ever seen anyone do uh, uh, the like intro or the uh, whatever they call it uh, opening thing. But <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, I've never seen someone uh, mess up the tu- oh tutorial. I've never seen someone mess up the tutorial this bad. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. So you should go check me out there. Uh, I think Monday, I think the day this episode comes out, I'll probably stream Cyberpunk 2077 some more. Uh, you know, just have a little bit of fun, have some fun while I hang out. <coughs> and um, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. But the best way you could say, oh, well, but for, before I forget, on Twitch, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect the two instead of just pressing the free follow button, which you should do regardless. Uh, but you can also press the subscribe button on there. Connect your, it's usually $5, but if you connect it with your Amazon Prime account, what you'll basically be able to do is uh, support the show for free. Um, basically, and helps support me financially and everything I do with especially podcasting and streaming, but it also takes away $5 from Jeff Bezos because if you already have an Amazon Prime account, you don't want Jeff Bezos getting any more money, and that's the thing. That's why you go ahead and uh, subscribe on Twitch. However, if you do want to put a little bit more money into my... uh, to support the show, you can always check us out on Patreon. $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes of all my shows. Uh, That's the best way to say thank you for being a friend because, you know... If you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the greatest gift of subscribing to me on Patreon would be from you, and the card would attach would say, thank you for being a friend. So that's the best thing you can do. But regardless of anything you do, best thing you can do, like this episode on wherever you're watching, because we're on YouTube, watching or listening to the podcast, subscribe uh, on your preferred platform, especially YouTube. We're trying to build up that that space and leave a review as well. The nice thing about if you go on YouTube is you don't necessarily have to listen to the full episodes. What we'll do is we always put up the highlights every week uh, and basically you can just kind of watch those in small chunks instead of like listening to a full episode that's very, very long. Uh, 
So that's the best way you can say thank you for being a friend. So uh, go check that out, everyone, and uh, stay, you know, just stay cool and everything like that. Don't be stingy. Um, Let's get into it right now. Let's get into the show. Uh, Welcome to Previous Week Right Now. Previous Week Right Now is the show about the news, the news that matters, the news that none of the media is willing to uh, cover. John Oliver has last week tonight. I have Previous Week Right Now. So, uh... Let's just get into it. I have I have a lot of cool things to talk about today. First article from WKRN. That's straight out of Nashville, where I live, and uh, so some really cool news coming out of here lately. Um, ladder could be named official state tool of Tennessee. So this is straight out of Na- this is straight out of Nashville, folks. Uh, lawmakers in the Tennessee House of Representatives are expected to vote Monday on whether to make the ladder the official state tool. House Bill 930 was filed February 10th by Representative Chris Hurt, a Republican representing Lauderdale, Crockett and Haywood counties in West Tennessee. The bill scheduled for a vote Monday states the latter would be designed as the official state tool. Senator Ed Jackson, a Republican who also represents several counties in West Tennessee, introduced the Senate version of the bill SB 925, which is scheduled for a vote Thursday. So that's the whole thing. So we're coming up, we're coming up on a vote folks. I don't know. They might've already voted on it. Should I check the internet? Uh, Tennessee State uh, Tool. The latter could become... I don't know if it was confirmed um, yet um, from what it's showing here on just the headlines. But uh, as of right now, I can only say... Um, might, maybe, I don't know. Well, I also don't give a fuck. So, um, <laughs> so that's the thing, though. I mean, let, let's be real here. I, you know, I pulled this article because it's stupid. But anyways, um, you know, like we're in a pandemic still. Like, don't you think you want to help your citizens out instead of fucking figuring out the state tool of Tennessee? I don't know. Just you, know, you just deal with these bunch of R word Republicans. R word is Republican, FYI. They are the new R word. So, um. Though, I don't know, but they are also Republicans, so they're like, fuck everyone in the world. It's like, you know, so like, you know, like, I don't know. I think about like, you know, like the, you know, the, you know, the financial stimulus and stuff like that. And let's be honest, we have the money to do all this shit. We have the money. They're like, oh, I don't know where we're going to do it. Like, we have the money. Like, don't act like we don't have the money. We have the money. So, I don't know. They just... They're just dumb. I don't know why they think that we don't have the money to do this. I'm like, yes, we fucking do. And if, like, we actually do run out, like, oh, maybe just only tax Jeff Bezos and uh, we'll be fine, okay? You could literally only tax Jeff Bezos and we would be fine, folks. So uh, that's my thoughts on the Tennessee State tool um, where I live and uh, apparently what they're doing right now. Well, let's get into um, this next one. From NBC News, uh, BBC sets up complaint line for too much TV coverage of Prince Philip's death. Uh, so NBC News, uh, not BBC, NBC. Uh, the BBC has set up a dedicated complaints page for viewers fed up with its blanket coverage of the death of Prince Philip. We're receiving complaints about too much TV coverage of the death of H.R.H. Prince Philip, Duke of 
Edinburgh reads a statement on the BBC Complaints page, which invites disgruntled viewers to submit an email address to register a complaint. Shortly after news of the prince's death broke at noon, local time on Friday, the BBC was swift in clearing its entire schedule up to 6 p.m. later in the day. Primetime programs such as the MasterChef final, not to mention cult favorites Gardener's Worlds on BBC Two, were also pulled to make ways for new specials and tribute programs for the 99-year-old Duke. Evening programs on the BBC across many of its channels included HRH, the Duke of Edinburgh Remembered, as well as two airings of a tribute to HRH, Duke of Edinburgh, uh, which features interviews with Prince Charles and Princess Anne, presumably carried out shortly after his death. On BBC Four, as of 10.45 p.m. Friday evening, there was simply a blank screen that reads, Programs on BBC Four have been suspended. Please switch to BBC One for a major news report. Britons have not taken kindly to Friday night telly being sidelined for royal programming, have just realized the BBC was pulled everything on BBC One and Two, including the MasterChef final, to show the exact same Prince Philip tribute, the exact same program running on both channels simultaneously. That is truly bizarre, said broadcaster uh, Maya Dunphy. Some said the corporation's strategy feels like Eastern Europe 40 years ago, while others likened the Beeb to a state propaganda channel. Others were simply not pluzzed non-pluzzed at the absence of soaps on the Friday schedule. ITV's primetime schedule was not far off with specials including Prince Philip fondly remembered in Prince Philip A Royal Life along on, alongside ongoing news coverage. Everywhere, although it's programmed a few hours of Prince Philip coverage earlier in the evening, Channel 4 received some heat for keeping its Friday, major Friday night shows, including Gogglebox as well as The Circle Final on Air. A spokesperson for the broadcaster said on Friday evening, as an alternative public service broadcaster, Channel 4 also has a duty to offer an alternative to others, and whilst we have marked this sad news apparently Appropriately in our schedules and on all four, we will also continue to offer viewers the majority of our usual peak time schedule, including Gogglebox and The Circle tonight. Dude, thank God they it's just an email. Um, I'm just thinking about like working customer service and uh, the idea of like call having one person dedicated for like complaints on that. Like they 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 would kill themselves at the end of it. They would definitely be killing themselves. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is a final situation. And uh yeah, that would be a hundred percent what is happening. Um I'm also thinking a lot of these uh things is British slang that I don't know. And I don't care to learn, to be honest with you. Um but also yeah no like when you have like major it's okay like you know like you Okay, it makes sense for me TV-wise. It makes sense that they would make sure that, like, you know, when they just have, like, off time and, like, you know, they're just playing bullshit on TV. Like, yeah, let's play that shit. But when it's, like, the major things that, like, what people go in to watch and, like, you have, that's where you have your advertisers coming in, that's a totally dumb idea. Like, And also, I don't, I don't understand the, like, royal why people are so obsessed with the royal family and shit in England. Like, they're not actually making the laws. They're just, like, they're taxpayer. Like, just, they get to live and do nothing all the time. I, I don't get that. I mean, maybe just being American, because, like, I mean, I, I'm i okay with her. I like our current president, but I'm not, like, in love with him. Like, if he does, like, shit, like, he wore a tan suit today. I'm like, okay, I don't really give a shit about this. That's, what, like, what the shit, like, Fox News does. Like, the time Obama wore a tan suit 
Another time he wanted like a Dijon mustard on his hot dog. Like that's what they cover because like they're not actually doing anything bad. They're just like talking a bunch of shit. So I don't understand the obsession with the royal family. I thought the Prince Philip, not Prince Philip, Meghan Markle and then Prince Harry, that's his name. I thought that interview with Oprah was funny uh, and interesting. Like they're racist. I'm like, that sounds about right. And sounds I'm like, look how old they are. They're probably racist. And so... Yeah, that makes sense to me. I can't, I can't argue with that. But also, um, yeah, I don't really give a shit about any of those people. So, um, I don't know why everyone else is to me. I mean, like, they're like, well, the royal family in the United States is like the Kardashians, but sometimes they're funny. So, therefore, he persisted, I guess. Drinking Waterloo, folks. I'm not drinking today on the episode. I know some of you are disappointed, but, uh, I need to lose some weight and, uh, and uh, alcohol does not help you lose weight. Just something for y'all to know about. Alcohol does not even, even if it's like, well, it's a, it's a keto friend. I'm like, it's, it's going to like, it's not going to like ruin your ketosis, but it's not going to help you lose weight. Um, anyways, let's, let's move on to this next one. Uh, Times Now News, very, the very best news source I've ever seen. Uh, second best behind page six, uh, Woman thought she was passing a kidney stone in toilet, but she was having a baby. Melissa Sergakoff of Massachusetts, the U.S., was having a routine day on 8th March until she started experiencing intense stomach cramps and pain. At first, her partner, Donnie Campbell, thought she was passing a kidney stone and called 911 for help. But it wasn't a kidney stone or a regular stomach cramp. Melissa said the only relief she would get was when she sat on the toilet seat. After a while, she couldn't sit still anymore and started screaming out loud in pain at the time she felt something rush out of her i look in the toilet and i still didn't know what it was and i thought basically lost an organ because i didn't know she said melissa was pregnant and she had given birth to her baby on the toilet in an interview with nbc boston the couple shared the experience of giving the surprise birth we were just kind of in shock and not expecting it and all of a sudden there's a baby in the toilet said campbell Melissa was in a state of shock because she had absolutely no clue that she was pregnant. Her nine-month term went unnoticed as she barely had a visible bump in her belly. So, I I can't... Maybe I need to watch that show. I didn't know I was pregnant just to, like, kind of understand what was going on. Is that on Discovery Plus? Let me just double-check. See here. This is where we... Because it's on Discovery Plus. This might be what I'm talking about next week. I didn't know... I was pregnant. American TV series. Where are you on? Aha, it is on Discovery Plus. We're, I'm definitely watching this shit. Uh, guess what we're watching next? I'm talking about next week, folks. A little sneak peek of what's going on. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how she would not notice she was pregnant. I don't know. Doesn't the period, uh, doesn't like missing your period always do it? Or is there like, yeah, I always shit. I always piss blood. So I guess didn't notice uh i'm like always on my period uh i don't think that's normal i think you probably need to go to a urologist or something um i don't don't know how that i don't know i don't know how that shit happens we're just like hey i don't have my period great (laughs) um but i also am not a female female uh or woman i'm supposed to say or the non-binds or whatever they want to go by anyway. So, um, very, very shocking. Uh, imagine you're sucking, sitting on the toilet, uh, taking a piss and all of a sudden a giant thing pops out and then you're like, 
Oh. And wait a minute, don't women like shit themselves when they give birth? <laughs> the baby's covered in shit. <laughs> oh, how the time I've had the time of my life. All right, let's let's move on, folks. I, I don't I can't I don't even I I have no like reaction. I don't know how I don't even know how that's fucking scientifically possible. Let's just be honest. I don't know how that's possible. So we're just gonna move on. Our good friends at page six, I don't think I've covered them in a while. But uh, they've—they're always the best news source for anything, and uh, this is uh, no exception. <clears throat> All right, so Nicole Kidman gives husband Keith Urban pedicures from page six. Uh, Nicole Kidman helps Keith Urban put his best foot forward. God damn it! God fucking damn it! That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> helps him put his best foot forward. Can can, can I just talk to all journalists um, for a minute? Uh, stop doing that shit. Stop doing fucking stupid puns. Uh, like when the guy showed a pickle up his ass, and he's like, "This man has got himself in quite a pickle." I'm like, no, this is that. No, stop it, stop it, everyone, stop it. Um, the actress, fifty three, revealed in an interview with InStyle that she often treats her husband, who is also fifty three, wow, they're the same age, and their two daughters to at home pedicures. While she admitted that the country crooner is a pretty low-maintenance guy, that doesn't stop the undoing star from giving her husband of 14 years some pampering. I'll treat my whole family to a spa day and massage their feet and give them pedicures, Kidman said. The Oscar winner who recently joined the CBD space as a global brand ambassador for Sarah Topical said she uses the brand's Heels Scoffle uh, for $39.35. Uh, to treat her family's feet. Then I put my little bed socks on and wake up with the softest feet. I am so glamorous, she joked. While she indulges in the occasional spa day, the big little lies star knows it's the little things that can make a big difference, like frequently applying sunscreen to her face and hands. So normal shit. Um, inspired by her own mother, who always smelled, smells good and looks good, Kimmy continued, I try to make myself presentable in the morning. It's so easy not to even bother in quarantine, and I've been through periods like that before. And although she calls herself a five-minute girl in the morning and night, when it comes to beauty, the secret star looks back fondly on her glamorous looks from movie roles like Satine in 2001's Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I had a friend who once said Moulin Rouge. So, like, cracks me up. He's, you watch the movie and you're not know the title. I have a photo of me in the trailer with my kids who were little at the time, she said, of shooting the iconic film. I was wearing a top hat, a sequin corset, fishnets, and stilettos, and I was making dinner for them. It's like, I don't mind being remembered like this. Kidman shares two daughters, Sunday 12 and Faith 10 with Urban. She also has two children from her ex-husband, Tom Cruise, 28-year-old Isabella, and 26-year-old Connor. So, um, that's the end of that article. Folks, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Um, why is this, why did someone feel the need to create a whole entire fucking article over this, like, I'm not shaming Keith Urban, like, you know, Nicole Kidman's like, I'll, hey, you want me to give you a pedicure? I mean, like, if someone does, that's me, like, you want me to give you a pet free pedicure? I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. Like, it's up to you. I mean, like, I don't necessarily want it or need it or else, but I'll take it. You know, it's not a big deal, you know, and she obviously has two daughters, so three technically, but two smaller ones that aren't living with her. So you can, you can also think very, very much for... <coughs> A good second there that uh, she's probably like teaching them how to take care of themselves and stuff like that. Um, I do I do like her idea of you know trying to like take care of yourself. Obviously, 
even during like a quarantine type situation. I remember at the beginning of it, I was like, you know, I don't need to really shower every day. Then I didn't. And I was like, okay, this is awful. I can't do this. And so I'm like, all right, we got to, we got still got to shower. <laughs> got to shower every day. I had to make that rule pretty far into it. I'm like, we have to shower every day. Even if you're, it's like 6 p.m., you're going to shower. Like, even if you woke up at 11 and it's 6 p.m., you're still going to take a shower. That's just what we're doing. So, um, yeah, so um, not that anything's wrong with anything in this article. I just can't believe someone put the time into making this. That's all I have to say. Page six, you continue to inspire and put me in awe every single day of my life. So thank you so much. Video games can be expensive. Most start at $60 with new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. New games are even starting at $70. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there you're only going to play once and then never pick up again. I know, I bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home. Uh, that's where Gamefly comes in perfect. A Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, best thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so now it is time <clears throat> for a Tinder Roundup. So sometimes I get on Tinder and I try to talk to women and uh, and sit like that. So you, go, you swipe through and sometimes... You come across people with profile or bio, bios on their little profile that are fucking insane, and uh, it makes you. It makes me think. I can't believe. I kind of th see like the dating apps. It's kind of like it's. I'm trying to, in like a healthy way. I want to say this. Like you're kind of trying to sell yourself to another person to get for me to get my penis touched for a woman to get their uh, uh, to get their beans flicked. So. Um, and that's the thing, and I can't believe people put this shit out there to the world. Not to mention, like, the, the, most of the time the photos aren't even good either. It's like, uh, like, oh, I'm on an airplane right now, uh, ready for takeoff, so I better take a photo from Tinder, shit like that. And we're, like, like not smiling, like, blank faces. Like, you don't want to, like, don't you want to try to look good for your photos and shit like that? I mean, because you want someone to actually get you actually really want people to like you, right? And that's the whole fucking purpose of this app. So anyways, time for a little Tinder roundup. I found uh, four great profiles this week, and uh, I want us to go through uh, all of them. So um, 
First up, I'm going to show the profiles right here, up here. First up, we have Rhonda. Rhonda works for Postmates, lives in Nashville. She is one mile away from me. Uh, that's that's disturbing. Um, don't hit me up. You know, sorry, I got to read this correctly. Exactly how they're putting it. And all. Don't hit me if you a flake, period, to... to Stop trying to sell me weed. I get my shit straight from Cali. And then this shit week, I just be high F A F swiping on PPL. Uh, man who trying to play some iMessage games. So Rhonda is a great candidate. Um, and so then we have to go through this idea like, uh, which direction did I swipe for Rhonda? Did I swipe left or did I swipe right? Folks, I have to tell you here, I did indeed swipe left. I don't think me and Rhonda would get along. I feel like Rhonda would annoy the shit out of me and uh, be like, I can't believe you're, I can't believe you don't smoke weed out here. I'm like, I don't fucking care, Rhonda. So shut the fuck up. All right. Next up on the list, we have Carissa. Carissa uh, went to Georgia Career Institute, is 11 miles away. Interests include sports, Instagram, grab a drink, brunch, and movies. Uh, bio goes by, currently fighting with my baby daddy, not really interested in none of you weirdos, just bored and pissed off. Just say hi. Now... Don't you just want to take Carissa home to your parents? You know, I always think, you know what would be the best thing? Introduce Carissa to Tim and Nancy Schweckler, because I can guarantee that that'll go by great, and I'll have a wonderful time with that shit. That sounds like a lot of fun, Carissa. Thank you uh, for being pissed at your baby daddy. He's like, so you so you dating Carissa? Nah, I'm just pissed at my baby daddy right now. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm you do sound like a lot of fun. Uh, to be around Carissa. Thank you so much. Next one, uh, I have Allie, age 28, drink slinger, straight, 18 miles away. Has a lot of bullet points. Uh, I like my men overly emotional. Uh, Guy Fieri makes me moist. I'm three-fourths vegan. Pretty intelligent for a girl. Uh, warning, I will probably roast the fuck out of you. I also don't drink. I'm not lame. You're lame. The last picture is to prove I have legs. So, oh, I didn't mention here, uh, for Carissa, I did swipe left. You probably could have told that. Um, Allie actually sounds like a lot of fun and makes me laugh. So I obviously swiped right on Allie. Allie was cool. She's not typically who I'd put in the Tinder roundup, but, um, yeah, I think that she, she would be very fun to be around and, uh, she, that she would make me laugh. Therefore I am DTF. So Allie, you got to swipe right. Thank you, Allie. Next up in our final, uh, category here today is Rowan, 26 years old, University South Florida, St. Petersburg, I want to believe. She was 20, 29 miles away. Uh, here we go. Queer. In a happy and healthy open relationship, we're not unicorn hunters, I promise. Ask me about my cats before you ask me about my tattoos. Whatever, forever. Um, so... Typically, um, in a situation like that, uh, I'm in an open, healthy relationship, but uh, it's not like we're looking for a third, because if they're looking for a third, I always swipe right. I don't even care if I, I don't, I'm not attracted to them, because that's a great way to make two friends at once. Uh, but no, Rowan, queer in a happy and open relationship. I'm like, okay, so, like, you... This is not like a good situation that you're in. You're definitely when you get to an open relationship, it, it's definitely definitely that you just need to end the relationship. If you're in an open relationship, you're like, 
yeah, I don't like you anymore, but uh, I feel like breaking up sounds like too much work. So, um, yeah, that, that sounds like that. So, like, you don't have your fucking priorities in order. So, Rowan, I'm sad to say I did swipe left on you and that. And so that's everything today in uh, Tinder Roundup with Shweezy. Next up, have a little fun category for everyone today. Uh... Scraping the bottom of the barrel is back, folks. Uh, Scraping the bottom of the barrel is where I go on BuzzFeed and uh, I find an article uh, that actually interests me and thing I can talk about. And uh, yeah, and uh, basically I call it Scraping the Bottom of the Barrel because BuzzFeed is bottom of the barrel content. And there, nevertheless, he persisted. And we have a great article from BuzzFeed today. Um, this one doesn't bash men for being gay. Or, like, wiping your ass is gay. Fellas, is it gay to wipe your ass? Uh, today on the episode, we have a very great, great one. Uh, 23 things basically every millennial grew up with that today's kids apparently have no idea about. So, um, I was born in 93, and I also live in Kansas, so uh, basically subtract another 10 to 15 years, and that's the kind of environment I grew up in. So, uh... Let's just start with this. Uh, CDs. Now, it's weird to me for me to think about, like, kids don't know what a CD is. Because CDs are still around. Like, you can still go to Walmart and buy a CD. And so that's a weird thing. And also, blue people still buy Blu-rays or the 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays, I think they're called. So, it's to me, the idea of like CDs in general, that's weird to me that kids don't necessarily understand what those are. Now, burning CDs is a different thing because no one actually burns CDs anymore ever since like the iPod and then the iPhone now came out and everything's digital and now streaming. That makes a little bit more sense to me that kids would not know that because like my like nephews, uh, I know that all my nieces and nephews, all millions of them out there, uh, most of their parents have not don't own a computer with a CD drive anymore. So, like, that would make sense. Like, how do you burn a CD? That makes no sense. And they don't realize, oh, yeah, you used to have CD drives. You'd put blank CDs in, and then you went on iTunes and burned a CD and shit like that. I still use a CD play. I still burn CDs uh, because I'm romantic as fuck, and women should appreciate that. So that would make sense to me. I don't understand how kids would not know what a CD player is. Oh, no, what CDs are. So that that's bizarre to me. I think most kids know what a CD is, or at least a DVD. See, so you see that DVD? Yeah, so it just plays music, nothing else. So I think kids should understand with that. And I see, like, artists are still sell CDs. It's not that uncommon. So I, I have a little bit of problems with that, but, you know, I can't have too many problems, you know? Uh, we can't have... It isn't all strippers and burritos, my friends. If you're old like me, well, I'm not even old, I'm 27, um... I just spill some all over me. Um, so spilled some of that Waterloo, not sponsored, um, all over me. So that makes sense. Next one, we got number two here, uh, CD players. Now, this one's a little bit of a stretch because I feel like most cars still have CD players in them. I know some of them are not coming with CD players anymore, but I'm like, most people are like, I don't own a CD player. I'm like, doesn't your car still have a CD player in it? Like most people would. Um, I have a, I don't necessarily I like the portable CD players. Like that's the one I'm thinking about. They're meant thinking about. Um, cause 
I actually have a five disc CD changer in my stereo that is actually unplugged for my record player. <laughs> so that is not used. That's like, like a cassette player and then a five disc CD changer, which is unplugged because that's where I put the, my record player. So, um, so no, I, I think kids would understand what a CD player is. I can't imagine uh, like this plays CDs. Like if, but also at the same time, I think when we think about like the portable CD players, uh, yeah, I don't think kids would be like, what's this thing? Like it just plays CDs. Oh, okay. Like you, you could get confused if you showed a kid a CD player, but I don't feel like if we showed a kid a CD. They would be confused. Like I said, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of things I think about all the time in the great country we live in, apparently all around this country and around the world. Um, Next, uh, VHS tapes. Now, I can't imagine a kid has never seen this because we got rid of VCRs and VHS tapes very quickly. Like, we, like, once DVDs came around, I'm like, this is superior than DVD play. And then once the PS2 came around, so, like, P- the PS2 was, like, the best-selling console of all time because it had a DVD player built in. So when parents were like, let's, uh... Mom, Dad, can we get a PS2? Like, and then they saw like it has a DVD player built in, and DVD players back then were extremely expensive. And they're like, like this was like a reasonably priced thing, and it also plays video games. So the parents were like, yeah, let's get that. And so that's why the PlayStation Two is the best selling console of all time. And that's like a very interesting thing to think about. Um, that if like, because like I think at the time PS2, it was the PlayStation Two, the original Xbox. And the and then the PlayStation 2. I think the original Xbox played DVDs, but you had to get the special remote for it. I think we bought the remote for it, but I could not get it to work. So it was a very weird thing. Uh, GameCube, Nintendo is never allowed, like, movies or anything. Even up to, like, the Wii U, they have never allowed DVDs or Blu-rays to be ever replayed. PlayStation, it's always been, like... Because I think it's owned by Sony and Sony makes blu-rays or something like that they're like yeah we're always gonna allow these things to play movies so that's very cool but uh also um nintendo's always being stingy except for the game boy video cartridges they were not stingy then but um yeah no uh no definitely vhs tapes Uh, i like having vhs tapes it's kind of like uh i like vintage stuff so i do collect vhs tapes i do have shrek on vhs because that movie's great and, uh, actually I think I have, okay, they're releasing the 4K version of it, uh, or on Blu-ray. I don't know if I actually have it on Blu-ray. I have Shrek. I think I have Shrek on every medium. So I have VHS. We're talking about the first Shrek. VHS, DVD, digital. Unless there was an actual Blu-ray release, but if I get the 4K, I think I'll have it on all platforms. But, uh, yeah, I do have a Blu-ray player, but I think it only outputs a 1080p, and I want to watch Shrek in fucking 4K. God, I, I gotta see that beautiful face of Shrek in 4K. That's the only thing that fucking matters to me in this world. Uh, Shrek in 4 fucking K. Uh, next up, uh, let's see, cord- number four, corded phones. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, a child would would still recognize a corded phone. Like, I don't even think... My parents still have a landline, and they don't even have a corded phone. I think they have, like, one singular home phone, and it's always just telemarketers. I think that's all landlines are anymore, just telemarketers calling fucking spam and shit like that. That's all landlines are for. I think my mom keeps it 
because she's a teacher and I guess she doesn't want them to have her home phone number. So I think that's a thing. Do you remember? Okay, everyone. Remember back in the day? Remember phone books? That's, I mean, I haven't looked at a phone book in a really long time. I think the last time I saw one, like we, they dropped it off on my porch in college. But uh, they, but like phone books though, it's like, if you wanted someone's number, you just had to look in the book and find it. Nowadays, it's like everyone's so like, I don't want you to give my number out to people. Back in the day, you just had to get the phone book out and there it was. <laughs> someone's phone number and you had it. It's like, man, I want to call that girl, like ask a girl for her number. I'm like, no, just look her up in the fucking phone book. You will find her number and uh, you have that. So it's a lot harder for her to ghost you, especially when they didn't have caller ID. Because once they got your number, like I'm ignoring this guy forever. And I don't think you could actually block it. I think you actually had to just ignore it and then wait for their voicemail and everything. So that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny to me, yeah. All right. Corded phone, so yeah. Can't imagine someone recognizes a corded phone anymore. I think, unless he worked in, like, customer service, but we're talking about, like, kids today. Like, if they're not seeing, like, an office job, because a lot of office jobs still have corded phones. Um, it's just kind of like, because it's just the tech involved with it. But with, uh, so... Yeah, so I think, I don't know, I could see them not being confused with, wait, why is that phone on a cord? And shit like that. But anyway, no, let's keep moving. Cordless phones, number five. Um, Okay, I can't imagine a kid's not seeing a cordless phone. Like, they've been anywhere, like, normal that just has, like, a standard line. It's typically a corded phone, cordless phone. So that one's a bit of a stretch to me. I cannot imagine... That's a brutal burp. The seltzers make you burp a lot. Uh... I can't. I can guarantee most kids have seen a corded, cordless phone. Corded phone a little differently, especially like the circular thing, whatever. So I can see that. I cannot imagine that. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know. Some of these are like Buzzfeed. This is why it's like scraping the bottom of the barrel because I, some of this stuff is big stretch. Can't imagine like kids have actually not seen this. Maybe. Maybe I should take go to a friend's child and be like, just show him a bunch of a bunch of pictures. You know what this is, and then no shame if you don't. I just want I'm just curious, just don't want to know what everything is. Um, next one, old timey TV. Specifically, I think it's one with like the analog knobs, which is like which imagine which is funny. It's fairly fairly old thing. Now it's really funny because uh, we're gonna I'm just gonna call out Josh because. He's the, he's our favorite punching bag on the show. So Josh limits screen time for his children. Like they're only allowed like an hour TV a day and the rest of the day, they just annoy him. Um, so that's how he lives his life, which I don't really care. Um, but, uh, but also when I think about my dad, who I guess was born, it was just his birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. Um, he's in his sixties now, I think. Yeah. He's in his sixties now. And, uh, he definitely got to watch a lot of TV when he was a child. Uh, nothing he wanted to watch, um, but he did get to watch a lot of TV because uh, my dad's dad, my grandpa, would make my dad uh, change the channels for him because there were not remote controls. He had to like he had to stay in front of the TV and twist the knob for him. Go to the next channel. Go to the next channel. So it's a really funny age difference. Like kids now have to watch TV an hour, but kids from forever ago. Uh, where my dad was alive, like the beginning of TV, uh, got to watch a lot of TV. However, they were the remote control. So the times that are changing from 
kids of the 1960s versus kids of the 2020s. So a lot of big differences there. But uh, yeah, no, it's very, very cool. Um, would kids actually recognize it? Uh, they, they would recognize it as a TV. There's no doubt they would recognize it as a TV. That's not something I doubt they would ever question in their life. Is like, is this a TV? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's not a TV. That's a, that's a, the space station. I'm like, no, I think they're gonna guess it's a TV if they see one. Um, but yeah, not sure if they'd actually uh, guess it quickly. Number seven, another stretch, um, cassette players. So, uh, I, uh, I can't imagine maybe like the Walkman cassette players, but then again, though, I like it, this vent, there's been vintage a lot coming around. So I feel like with cassette players and cassettes, uh, basically, basically it's become the new vintage. Like you go to an artist merch store, they're selling cassettes alongside vinyl and CDs. So that's like a, with the CDs is, is a little bit of a stretch, like cassette players, um, I feel like that would make sense. However, you put like a cassette and a, a pencil right next to each other and tell a child, how does this relate? They would not get that. So I think they would guess a cassette player. I think they would guess cassettes. Cannot imagine they would not get the cassette player. So that's, that's another weird thing. Uh, I don't think they'd get, um, I think they would probably understand. Um, Next up, we do have uh, projectors. Now, not like the normal projectors that actually like every room in high school has. These are the kinds that have like the clear pieces of paper you like put on there. And then like you'd show like your slides and like you'd write down your notes from there before like slideshows came up and everything. With that, though, you know, with like those projectors, like, yeah, we needed to change those fast. And it's, it's a probably a good thing. Kids don't remember that. I remember um, back when I was a kid at church, they would need people to like change the piece of paper. It wasn't all like a slideshow at churches or any fancy thing like that. It was like a projector and basically like a lyric sheet, like every, the whole lyrics on one piece of paper. That's clear. You stick it on there and then everyone gets to see the lyrics and then sing along to that. And then when the song changes, you had to awkwardly switch it out and put the new one on there. That's what I did as a kid before. Now I think that was when I lived in Kansas, when I went to church, like they had that still. And I think, I think they upgraded to it. Like couple years after we moved to Missouri. Uh, but no one, the church I went to in Missouri, I think all of them, they've all had normal projectors. Like that's when they finally went out. So 2006, 2007 is when that shit went out. And we have not remembered it ever since we have gladly let those die. They were great for the time, but now uh, there's no need to ever have those come back. There's no necessarily, uh, an idea of that being vintage and we liking that it's a fond memory to have, but we don't ever need to see those things coming back. I can't even imagine those things are even like useful anymore just because it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that's better left in the past. Fun to remember, but not necessarily anything that's coming back ever anytime soon. So, um, yeah. So number nine, we have a lot and I think I have something in my throat. Or just have the weird feeling of something in my throat. Sometimes I get that. I don't know. I don't think it's a tonsil stone. Now, 
We'll see. Um, okay, next up we have MTV. That's still an active channel. Now, if you're like, if you say music television, they're going to be a lot confused. They're going to be very, very confused. If you say, yeah, let's watch some music television. Yeah, it'll be very confused. But if you say MTV, they're going to get that immediately. Um, they will immediately know what MTV is. I can't imagine a child doesn't know MTV is. Because MTV, I mean, I guess... Only thing I would say they wouldn't know what MTV is if they've never seen cable, but but I get okay maybe maybe a small child would not get that because you know they say everything's on like streaming now so like you know Netflix it's on Netflix it's on Hulu but a lot of times you know when you watch a show let's say like The Good Place uh, that's on Netflix but it originally aired on NBC so would a kid know what NBC is but would they know Netflix would they call it Netflix or NBC? Like the show was on NBC, but now it's on Netflix. Stuff like that. I don't know. Like, maybe that's the case for it, but I can't imagine at the same time that, uh... Oh. I feel like a kid would know what MTV is. Just... Just being real with y'all. Number 10, which is very sad for me, the iPod. Now, I still use an iPod, folks. And, uh... Yeah. Um... With that being said, uh, I love using my iPod. I like having a designated music designated. I'm not even drinking and I'm messing up my fucking words. Uh, a designated music player. Uh, it's just, it's just convenient for me. I like to, it just helps me get off the phone, get offline a little bit. So, um, if you like having a designated music player, it's still good. They still make the iPod touch. Just saying. So I feel like a kid would know iPod touch. They may not necessarily, uh, no, like the like the iPod Classic, like I have right here. Um, but so you know, that's a that's a different type of question to have. So I feel like a kid would know what an iPod is, just depending on the iPod. Like, oh, this is an iPod Touch. This is uh, this is an iPhone. This is an iPod Classic. They may not know the iPod Classic, the iPod Mini, the iPod Nano. Um, you know, I, they may not know that, but they may know some of them. You know, you know, you can never be wrong about that. Um, number 11 floppy disks. Now, yeah, they're definitely not going to know that because it's one of those, it's like the projectors I was talking about. It's no reason why that needs to be remembered fondly unless they figure out a way to put like expand the storage on them. Cause it was like four megabytes or something like that, which is insanely small. Like remember, I remember the first flash drives when they came out and like, it was convenient to have one with you. I think I had maybe a two gig or a four gig flash drive now i think um what let's see right here this one yeah this one's this is a 64 gig flash drive which is actually very convenient if we can get into frame the 64 gigs oh, let's see here um is it upside down yeah it's upside down you kind of gonna see it maybe I don't know. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I have like a 64 gig and then, um, like I bought a two terabyte hard drive, you know, just like an external hard drive to keep some stuff on like under 50 bucks now. So like just the, the idea of storage and like SD cards are super, you know, SD cards now. Cause I remember like I had the, and the first Androids, which sucked. That's why I can never go back to Android. I'm staying with Apple forever. Even if they make crappier product, even if they end up making crappier products, 
I'm sticking with that because I know it fucking works. Uh, but yeah, no, like the floppy disk is just one of those things like with how much storage, unless you can get like a one terabyte floppy disk, like it's not going to be worth ever remembering those. And then, but kids will always think it's the save icon on like documents. They, someone 3D printed the save icon. Whew, that's rough. I remember a friend kept porn. Not, not a friend, a friend's brother kept uh, porn on a floppy disk and we ended up burning it. He was like, ha we burned all your porn. <laughs> Uh, before internet porn was easy to acceptable. Number 12 is Dawson's Creek. Now, I believe the original post was something like, hey, mom, I'm, I found this, like, really old show that's really cool. I really like it. And you think, like, oh, like, Happy Days or uh, not Happy Days, like the Brady Bunch or Full House, maybe. No, Dawson's Creek. I'm like, ooh, that's too close to home. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, don't want to wait for our lives to be over. That's a catchy theme song. I've never watched the show. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine a kid. The, the idea of a kid saying Dawson's Creek is old is weird to me. That makes sense. So, like, the idea of someone saying, like, Dawson's Creek is an old show feels weird to me. Cause I don't think, I don't feel like it's that old. It's like how, when someone's saying How I Met Your Mother is an old show or The Office is an old show. I don't remember when Dawson's Creek ended. And it, but I feel it feels weird to me calling it an old show, Dawson's Creek. That that makes sense. We're calling it an old show because I can say Full House is an old show because it started before I was born but ended when I was born. So I can say that's an old show, like I Love Lucy or whatever. Anything they talked about on Wandavision. Uh, can we not date me? No, date me if you're a woman and single. But never mind. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can imagine a kid not knowing what Dawson's Creek is, but I don't think it makes me feel old. Um, next 13 is a repeat, cassette tapes, not cassette players, cassette tapes. Now, a kid's going to know what a cassette tape is. I can't, I can't imagine they don't at this point. Like, bands are selling that merch. Like, let's, we're talking like 13, 14 is what I want to think here. I can't imagine they don't know what a cassette tape is. Their, their favorite band's doing a pre-order of their album and they're releasing it on cassette tape. That doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like a stretch to me. So uh yeah. That's not that's not a stretch to me. I feel like kids would you could probably have a kid guess what a cassette tape is. Um like I said, but if you put a pencil next to it, like, what does this do? Uh how do these two relate to each other? They'd be confused. Oh, next one, uh, number 14, hang up. Like hang up the phone. Um yeah, I could see that because remember slamming the phone on people, you know, or like flip phone days, like that was still hanging up on someone. That was a good old days, you know, hang up the phone and just slam the phone shut. Now it's just like, boop. And it's, it's definitely not as satisfying uh, as it used to be. I know they're making another razor, but it's not an iPhone, so I don't fucking want it. But, and it's, uh, it's the nostalgia is not there. Um, now, I can imagine a kid being like, why do we always say hang up the phone? You know, that actually makes you sense. Actually, no, I think it actually does make a sense. Like, a kid would not know that is. Like, the, I, the first iPhone came out 2008. Uh, a child who was born in 2008 would be 13 this year. That's rough, buddy. Um, yeah, so I could definitely see a child would not know what hang up the phone means. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. And it makes a lot of sense to all of us because it wouldn't make... I mean, like, you wouldn't question it. Like, you would just grow up and, like, hang up the phone, and then you'd just turn your phone, uh, end the conversation on the phone. But, like, being as a child, it's like, why do they, why is it called that? Makes a lot of sense to me. And it should make a lot of sense to you. Um, yeah, so, um, 
next two kind of go together from what it looks like. Let's see if the third one. Um, okay, so there's a pre-digital cable live. So that idea of uh, how you how we used to watch TV before streaming uh, or pre-digital cable live. I'm going to assume it's before life before streaming was. So life before streaming was very interesting. Uh, I just want to give an education lesson to everyone out there. Um, because yeah, I can't, I can imagine kids aren't, can I remember, see, I went to start college in 2012. That was my first year of college and our dorm, all the dorm rooms had basic cable in it. So like we had basic cable in it. And so, but I just didn't have to pay for cable. I got it with the dorm and then I moved into an apartment my sophomore year. We're like, we're not going to get cable. So 2013 is like the first year I didn't have cable and it was just, we just had streaming service back then. Like all you needed was Netflix and then. I think I had a friend with Hulu and I mooched off him and Amazon, Amazon Prime, so Amazon Instant. So that was only free back then and it was it was pretty good back then. And then they now then Disney did it and then everyone else is doing it now. So now it's like we're it's basically just cable. We're basically with cable again, but uh it's cable again. <laughs> we're basically it's basically we're basically back to it. Still playing still paying the same price as cable, but like, you don't have to get HBO Max. You could opt out of Netflix. You don't have to have Amazon or Hulu or Disney. You know, it's up to you. So, so pre-digital cable days. Let's go into that. I want to tell some stories about my back in my day. Um, so, if a show aired on TV uh, and you were not able to watch it and or record it, uh, you did not watch that show. It no longer existed in your life. That was how the life worked. Maybe you could find a rerun. You, not necessarily it's gonna you will uh i remember when like hulu i think who i don't know if hulu still does this but sometimes you'd be able to uh like watch the episode you missed for free on hulu you didn't even have to have a, like a hulu plus account um sometimes you did sometimes you could just i sometimes you find it the jank way and find it online the next day and have to like watch it on your laptop and like my lap the laptop i had the white macbook Actually, I have it back there, but I'm not going to get up and get it. Um, and like, so like you, you have to search for that and you had to watch it at the computer. You couldn't hook it up to the TV. Uh, it didn't guarantee it worked very well. That's for sure. Well, that's a fact of life because it was just someone on the internet taking it off. Um, and then, yeah. And if you, my parents always have a DVR and I have cable now, but mainly for 90 day fiance to be honest with you, anything on TLC, but now they have discovery plus. And so it's like basically things that aired on TLC. So that, that was that. So basically, yeah. And then you had to wait for commercials and you couldn't pause the commercials or anything like that. Uh, you had to, that's when you had to get your snacks, get your, take your piss, take your poops, uh, you know, get your snacks get your meals and shit like that. Just all of that. That's when you had to get it at that very moment. And that was, you know, like you, you were, determined by when the tv show actually came back on that was when that was when you could determine when you got to watch the show the the tv decided when you watch the show not you the tv decided that shit that's the way it is folks um that was that was life back then and if you weren't able to see the episode it was just not part of your life unless you saw a rerun uh and then like yeah i mean i talk about the last blockbuster and it's like Sometimes movie plays a movie would play on TV, and that would be really nice. Like a movie would play on TV, and then with that being said, like the movie would play on TV, and uh, if you were able to record it on VHS, that was really cool. But if you weren't uh, able to, and uh, 
Yeah, so I remember, like, you used to be able to program a VCR to record programs for you. And, like, I'm, 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 I think my aunt had friends who would, like, record, like, the daytime television, like, while she was at work and then go home and then fast forward, forward through all the things she didn't want to watch and stuff like that. My parents still, like, record, like, Regis and Ryan's. It's now. I'm, I'm thinking, like, Regis and Kelly. Uh, at least I'm not saying Regis and <laughs> Kathy Lee. No, that's way too far back um anyways i hope that inspired you about my childhood um well my childhood there was only nickelodeon and disney channel so and i guess cartoon network later down the line because there was a while basically my parents lived in a town so it had a community college in that's where my dad worked and so they were nice enough to have basic cable but then all my friends who lived in the country had like dish network now i know that actual cable is better than dish uh, like a satellite but but back then, it's like, oh, they got way more channels than we did. So, just my life. Number 16 is a little bit related to that. Skipping ads. Now, uh, yeah, we are blessed today. But also, like, if you have, like, Hulu or, like, I have Peacock with ads because it's free with my cable, um, you don't get to skip ads in those, honestly. Um, honestly, it's better to have, like, a DVR or record it and then fast-forward through the commercials but sometimes you can skip the ads like on youtube you know if you don't have a premium account or whatever it's like skip ad now or if you're watching on pornhub skip ads now <laughs> or and stuff like that like you you didn't get to do that with cable you did not get to skip it unless you had tivo or a dvr uh you're not allowed with that unless uh you if you if you, you had to watch the commercials or else unless you recorded it on dvr then god blessed you with that information. So that's how things were when I was a kid. Life, the TV was in charge, not you. Now we're in charge, but back then the TV was in charge of us. Um, number 17, we have LimeWire. Ooh, so basically what LimeWire was, um, was uh, to the TLDR was uh, just give your computer an STD. Um, now the long version of it, um, so basically LimeWire was a file sharing site, uh, that allowed you to share files like movies, uh, music, um, porn. I remember porn was on there, but you had to be sneaky because I had Christian parents, but I also wanted to hide. I didn't, I didn't never downloaded porn and I still don't download porn because of that Christian guilt I still have. It's just like, just leave it online. It's easier, man. Uh, just take it easy, man. Uh. So easy from there. Um, but no, uh, yeah, LimeWire was basically like you downloaded a song and like it was from like the sketchiest fucking places ever. And like you couldn't download a full album. You had to download a song at a time and hope the song was there when you downloaded it. And uh, they're they're very much gone now. Um, nothing they did was legal. <laughs> nothing at all. But I know that was before like Pirate Bay or Kick-Ass Torrent. This was like before Torrents. And also remember... Uh, internet was not fast back then. Like some people still had dial up when I was a kid and like dial up means you can't be on the phone and on the computer at the same time, internet computer at the same time. I think my parents did not have dial up for long, but oh man, it's like 17 hours to download fucking numb by Lincoln park or whatever. Like, man, just brutal. Like back then, like, honestly, if you wanted a full album, it was just easier to buy the CD than to like wait 30 hours for fucking LimeWire to download everything. So, uh, yeah, that's number 17. We're almost at the end of this list, folks. I'm just rambling fucking on about being a, being a millennial. 
basically. This basically we could just call this uh Shweezy is a verified millennial. Uh so we can that's what I'll probably title this. Um Pencil Sharpeners. Oh no, no, sorry. That's 19. Sorry. I'm ahead of myself. Uh music that autoplays, like on MySpace. So I think it came from a tweet where someone posted like, what if on your Twitter, if someone went to your page, they automatically played your favorite song? I'm like, oh my God, these kids don't know about MySpace. Oh man, dude, MySpace was like a thing, you know, you had your top five or whatever, top eight. And if it was Tom was up there, you're a fucking loser because Tom was everyone's friend. And uh, Tom got rich with the company and then the company's not really existing anymore. But now they play your favorite songs. Um, I think mine always played like one of my songs because I was trying to be like, I was trying to be like one of those artists who got famous off MySpace. Um, did not happen. I went to, I had to go to college. Um, but no, I think it was really cool, but the backgrounds were always so frustrating because like you wanted a cool one and then you didn't, you could not, I could never like figure out how to get the best background on my profile. I remember when Facebook came around when they didn't have themes like that. And honestly, that was like such a relief because you didn't have to think about that. You just had to, Post cool shit. Have people like you because you posted cool shit. That was what made Facebook a better thing because you didn't have to worry about it. It's always been white and blue. I think now they have a dark mode on, uh, like on my Mac. I think they have a dark mode, but I think it's because like Mark Zuckerberg is colorblind, and that's the reason why they have that. I think that's the reason why it's just always stayed white blue or black blue. So you're like that. So Mark Zuckerberg could do everything fine. Um, so that's MySpace, folks. It was a, it was a simpler time back then. Uh, number nineteen, we have pencil sharpeners. Um, so everyone probably has mechanical pencils anymore, but back then, uh, this I think these are the analog pencil sharpeners where you had to stick it in and then like like rotate it to sharpen your pencil. Oh man, those things are fucking annoying. But great way to show off a new haircut or you got some new shoes. Uh, show off to that cute girl in class. You know, great great things like that. That was, that was the coolest shit about. Uh, pencil sharpeners. So, so I just got an email. Um, so yeah, pencil sharpeners. But also, wait, I can't. I mean, they probably know the electric pencil sharpeners, analog ones. They have to know what that is. Um, I guarantee they have to know what a pencil sharpener is. Um, no, okay. Nevertheless, he persisted. Um, next up, library cards. Now, normal library cards, I'm assuming, still exist. However, this is when like it was before they like put your due date digitally but like they had to like stamp the date in the book and like the little card in the book and that determined when the book was due i had to believe it was that because i can't imagine it's just a normal library card because remember having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card so i think it's just when they stamped it in the book but i think most textbooks still I remember you had to put your name in from the front of the book you're like oh who had the book before me and you knew someone in the two grades above you I'm like I got your old history book when you were a sophomore <laughs> I don't even feel like I next year's my 10 year high school reunion god that feels weird that feels fucking weird um so oh um, yeah they may not know that old $20 bills like this is like an old Andrew Jackson layout I think they updated it and then they're gonna update it to Harriet Tubman soon so, uh, you know, there's some people mad about that. I'm mad they took an Andrew Jackson off the $20 bill. I'm like, no one, I, I mean, I think it's a good thing because I don't think Andrew Jackson was a good guy. Let's be honest with you, he wasn't a good guy. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, the old, the very old one. I can't imagine a kid would recognize that. But I also think a child would not care about that. 
they'd be like, I got $20. Or maybe, is this fake? <laughs> maybe they'd be like, is this fake? And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's real. It's real, my dude. Um, so that's 21. Uh, 22, manual windows. So that's like when you say roll the windows down. Remember, you had to crank it down. I think honestly think those are a little bit better because I've had two vehicles with window issues. Like you go down and they won't come back up. I've had two vehicles with that issue. And that shit is annoying as fuck. And so I think the manual ones, like as long as they're working fine, like I feel like they're easily able to be fixed because like with the electric ones, it's like it's all it's electronics and stuff like that. And that's the thing. It's electronic. But with that, the the manual window wheel things like it's all manual. So if it's not working there, you just have to like tighten something up or replace something very easily. So I actually like the manual windows, but no, I can't imagine. I've not seen a car. I my first car was a 1999 Ford Escort. That one had an electric window roller upper thing. And uh, so that's how old those are. So, um, yeah, basically, if you're driving, if you're if your child is in the sketchiest fucking vehicle um, that currently exists, um, they would know what rolling the windows up means. They will definitely know that. So don't so miss that. And last but not least, the iPod click wheel, like we said here with this iPod, uh, Basically, uh, basically the video I saw showed like the child, like swiping the, uh, click wheel, um, on the screen, like trying to move it. And he's like telling their dad, your iPod doesn't work, but like, they didn't realize you had to use the click wheel to move around. Um, click wheel is cool and all when it's just a singular music player. It was better than like other devices, like the zoom and shit like that have like basically like D pads and they're all weird clicky type things with the iPod. It was very nice. Cause you basically didn't only had to press down for like play pause, uh, enter and shit like that. Very nice. It's a very, very nice indeed. And, uh, I wish kids could appreciate the iPod as much as, I mean, they appreciate if they had an iPod touch and no phone, but at the same time, like, they will never appreciate an iPod. Like, uh, kids, the iPod was just so nice. Like, you could just have your music with you. Uh, you didn't have to talk to your parents in the car with them. It was just a grand old time with that. So anyways, that's our that's the end of uh, Scraping the Bottom of the Barrel. I just went on rants, and I don't even know if that was that funny. So, um, nevertheless, he persisted. We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that is provides it to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door. With over 300 
1,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery. Download the DoorDash app from the link in our description. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, everyone. It's your favorite time of the episode again. It's time for me to solve all of your relationship problems. If you have a problem in your relationship or with anything, uh, email the schwedcast at gmail.com. You're more than happy to uh, uh, get you on the show and I'll fix your problems for you because I am a miracle worker. I'm here to fix your problems. So let's get into it. I Let's just you know, let's get started. Folks, I have to say something. How do I explain to my girlfriend that independent gaming time with my friends is something I should be allowed to do? To start off, my girlfriend and I are in a feisty debate over a night of gaming on a Saturday night. I had this planned night planned for about a week with my group of guy friends. We are a very close group and collaboratively decided that this was our night to get on. We have to plan it accordingly as we have at least two members, myself included, with girlfriends who don't like when we game. They will come up with any number of excuses to get us for the night rather than let us on. She especially doesn't like it on the weekend because she works until around five on Saturdays. She figures since I work from home, I can game when she's at work. She's entirely correct, but my friends don't work from home and have regular work schedules just the same as her, meaning the time my friends are free are when my girlfriend is free. I give my girlfriend most of my free time. The rest of the week, it's getting to a breaking point. She's about to leave because I just want to be able to game with friends. She went on a rant on the ride home from work today, telling me how every family member she knows, the men give up practically all their free time for the girl. Here's the thing. I'm working really hard to keep... Uh, to keep together a tight friend group as we really do have a tight bond. I'm not about to let her take all of my time away as she's already taken most of it. I really don't want to hear welcome to a relationship comments. This is truly one night. I just want for me and the guys, but she really doesn't want to give me. Uh, It breaks my heart, but I'm not going to let her separate me from my friends. Guys, What can I do? I'm open to more questions on how she might see things and more on my point of view. Thanks. Okay. So um, I actually kind of think you're right on the situation, um, depending on how everything went. So um, how far in advance did you schedule this? You you figure that out. And then you say, in regards to that, then you say, okay, I will be, um, hey, look, me and my friends are going to be playing uh, video games this Saturday night. Um, so sorry, you don't want to do everything. Sorry, we can't do anything on Saturday night. Um, but let's figure out another time that works for you. Maybe, um, the best situation for you, like she can't expect you to like give up all her free time for you to worship you. That's a little outlandish. I've, uh, it can go either way. So I know people are like, oh, you just fucking hate women. No, I I think a man can be the same. Like she wants to hang out with her friends and he's like, no, you're supposed to spend all your time with me. Uh, shit like that. So no, I think you should have friends. Like you should have friends outside your relationship. Like uh, your friends, and you shouldn't have to give up your friends for a girl. That's not healthy. Um, 
No vagina is that magical. I'm telling you. No vagina is that magical. And uh, no penis is that magical either, ladies. So, um, no, you need to you need to you need to make a deal. You need to kind of compromise a little bit. Um, not with uh, that, but be like, hey, look, what would make this better if I like we plan this ahead and I'll let you know immediately. I know my mom. Uh, I remember one time we got into an argument. I scheduled a show, I guess, on the same night as our like family Christmas or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking not play this show because I'm trying to, you know, make a career out of this. And like she she was so mad because I didn't write it down on the fucking calendar or whatever. And so she has like a calendar and that's how she schedules everything. And so I'm like, I'm like, look, let's just let me do this, you do that. And in the future, what we will do is I'll make sure to write down all my gigs on your little calendar. And uh, that way uh, you don't schedule things you want me to be at ever. So uh, that's a good thing. Maybe like have a shared calendar with plans you both separately have. So expectations can be normal. But no, I think it, it, it is. I do think it's ridiculous of her. And it, even if this was the opposite gender around, so people don't fucking talk about me hating women, um, that I think a man should not expect a woman to give up everything to be with him like all the time. Like you have, these are your friends and you just want to play video games with them. And it's, you know, y'all have, y'all have lives outside of this. It's basically acting like she doesn't think you have a life or she probably doesn't understand video games. Um, where like, this is like a group thing. Like say if this was like going out in public somewhere, like, Hey, this is the night, my guy's night, we're going to go to the bar and hang out. I think she'd probably understand something similar like that, but it's like video games. Like she thinks you can just play by yourself. Like you're playing all day with them. No, it requires them to, because I understand video games work. Uh, Catch me on twitch.tv slash the shweezy and watch me play video games. So I think she needs, you need to also maybe like frame it in a situation like, look, this isn't just me playing video games. This is me spending time with my friends. So if you kind of frame it in like a situation, like we're going to a bar together or uh, we're going I don't know what people do anymore. It's been a while since I've done anything. But uh, my only thing is, like, we go to a bar. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the that's going to be the idea I can really say. It's, it's the same idea of, like, four people meeting up somewhere. It's like it, we all have different lives, and uh, we're scheduling something together to hang out as friends. That's going to be my best advice. Um, uh, you're definitely right in this situation. Um, definitely don't give up your friends for your uh, – don't give up your friends for a girl – but uh, at the same time, she needs to be understanding that it's not just playing video games, it's ha- hanging out with other people at the same time that you want to be friends with. So uh, maybe, yeah, just crack it to her like that. Move on to our next question. Uh, my boyfriend says this doesn't count as cheating. All right. Very, very great debate I've had. Uh, my boyfriend of a year is bi. He cheated on me, but he says it's not really cheating because it was with another guy. To me, I don't care if it's a man, woman, or a fucking alien. It's still cheating. Am I behind in the time or something by thinking that hooking up with the same sex is cheating? Am I stupid? Am I crazy? Let me know. Now, it's been an age-old debate I've had with Josh and Micah and... Austin did not reply. Austin's a little bitch. Um, but I, I posed the question, uh, is a dick suck cheating? Maybe I'll play that video. A dick suck ain't cheating. That is! And so I decided to go for like a full virgin mood, move, mood, move, and uh, be like, all right, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you. Is a dick suck cheating? I believe it's not cheating or whatever. And so I tried to trick Josh once into uh, the argument where it's like, 
try to get him to say eating ass isn't sexual and be like, well, therefore, by that logic, a dick suck ain't cheating. I tried to trick him into that. I couldn't get him to say it. But no, I don't. I do believe that. Yeah, it's definitely cheating. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, um, yeah, he, yeah, it's, it's cheating. Yeah, he definitely fucking cheat. I had sex with a guy. Don't, it, it's not cheating. It was a guy. Calm your tits. Like, no, it's still cheating. Especially he's bisexual. Like, it still means he had sex. Like, if you were straight and you're like, you know, me and my, me and my guy friend jerked each other off. Maybe that's a little different, but, uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's fucking cheating. Uh, and a dick suck is cheating too, FYI. A dick suck is cheating. Having sex with another guy is cheating. Like, that is cheating. There's no if, ands, or buts. Uh, if you if you have sex with anyone in a rela- someone else in a relationship, it's still cheating. Like even if you have sex with a dog, maybe that's a good question. Is having sex with a dog while you're in a relationship cheating? Um, I'm gonna go with yes. Wait, yeah, it's it's cheating. I'm not. I was like, I'm like, drugs really bad. I'm like, yes, they fucking do. Um, but but like using a flashlight while you're in a relationship is that cheating? No, that's not cheating at all. It's like is looking at porn cheating? No, it's not cheating at all. Is a dick suck cheating? Yeah, it's cheating. It's definitely cheating. And uh, that's the way it is when you want it the most. There's no easy way out when you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt. Don't give up on yourself. Love comes to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. Yes, folks, that's the way it is. Um, so, yeah, a dick suck is cheating. Uh, having sex with another guy is cheating. Honestly, I feel like that's... Would that be worse? Okay, I'm going to put myself in this situation. Okay, so I'm in a relationship with someone who's bisexual. They cheat on me with another woman. I would have just asked them to have me join. I don't know. That's my answer. Like, why didn't you ask me to join in? That's shit. Come on. Come on. Let me get the belt. Let me get the belt. The belt, however, if you don't know sh- uh, Um the belt, earning the belt means you had a, uh, a male, female, female three-way. Uh, not a devil's three-way, just a male, female, female three-way. So, uh, and that's when you, when you have that, you earn the belt. And, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, though, that's all I have to say on that. Um, if I'm dating someone and they want to have sex with a woman, um, I'm going to be there. So that's the, if she does it without me, I'm going to be really upset. I think it's, that's how messed up my brain is. Like, you had sex with another woman and didn't ask me to join? Come on. All right. Partner upset I received COVID vaccine. Oh, boy. Fuck this. Um, so I just got my first dose of the COVID-19 vaccination. My partner seemed very upset when I told him. Apparently, it makes him very uncomfortable, and he had no idea why I, someone who is not at risk, would want it when there are no long-term studies. However, I have lost multiple family members to COVID, one of which I was very close with and was hurt by being unable to see her for the last year of her life due to lockdown. I have very little confidence, so I guess there are two questions I'd like to ask. One, how can I better explain my point of view without raising tension? If he doesn't want to vaccinate, I'm okay with that, I worry, but it's his body, his choice. Two, and my most important question, how can I gain more confidence in myself, especially when we do disagree as a couple? My anxiety has been so bad as of late, and this has me shaking with a million thoughts. Should I have gotten the vaccination? 
vaccinated? Well, was I well informed enough, etc. Thank you for your time right now. I'm just muttering I am a confident woman to try and ease the into the mindset, but I always find myself apologizing for things. Even my partner has asked me to stop saying sorry so much. Okay, I have the sorry problem too. So, um so um with the um little conference, okay, um we'll see. When you have arguments, I feel like he gets the upper hand on you. So um, that's not healthy. You need to you need to work that out because it's not it's making him kind of him gaslighting you, and that's not like making it your problem. Um, so that's the thing there. Like, make if he's really bad at gaslighting you, you need to get the fuck out of there. That's not a good thing. Um, when it comes to the COVID vaccination, you so so I guess there's. I guess there's the three trains of thought. There's, uh, there's like your normal vaccinations, like, uh, tetanus. Um, it's the only one that's in my head right now. The one you get before you go to college and moving into dorms, that one. Um, so there's those that you get as a child and you're like, oh yeah, polio. That's a good one. So you can like get the polio vaccine, you know, obviously for reasons why measles, you know, there's the obvious ones you don't want to catch. And then there's like the optional ones where you could be fine. I guess COVID technically could be, um, but, and then there's the flu and everything like that. And then there's the anti-vaxxers and those are dum-dums. We're not talking about them. So there's like the, con- like the flu shot. Like you could definitely go every year without getting the flu shot and be fine. I've missed some years. I've gotten them some years, you know, and it's not like a guarantee you're not going to get the flu just like COVID. So the idea with the COVID vaccination is you have to teach them why we get vaccines because it's like the herd immunity and the shit like that. I am not a scientist. I have a degree in music technology. Uh, therefore you should not fully listen to me, but find some research papers and find actual doctors. Uh, they will tell you, talk to you about herd immunity and why it's important that everyone gets vaccinated because there's some people who can't get vaccinated for other medical reasons. And the more people who get vaccinated, the less this disease is going to be spread around. And when the, when the spread gets so little, basically we don't have to wear masks and shit like that anymore. And that's how vaccines work. Like we all have to do it or else it doesn't really work. So your boyfriend, who's not, doesn't sound like he's against it maybe, but he's like, you don't have, you're not high risk. You, I'm not high risk. Why would you get the vaccine? Like you get it for people who are high risk, who can't get the vaccination. That's why you get it. And you get it for musicians so we can fucking play shows again. And when you play a show and you're very confident and then the girls really like that. And that's why I got the COVID-19 vaccine. And also I don't want to kill anyone. So that's another reason. So, um, maybe, so that idea, like, he needs to fucking, you actually need to teach him about vaccines and how that works. Uh, the, and the other part of it, uh, if he's gaslighting, you probably should just fucking leave. That's, that's not good at all. Um, for anyone. So, uh, miss him with that bullshit. You know, miss him with that bullshit and move on forever. So, all right, let's, uh, keep going. Um, we got a couple more here. My ex broke my heart and left for another girl. He came back and said he made a mistake. I forget the pain and tears when I look at at him. My friends say he's selfish and horrible. My gut tells me I should go for the second chance, but my mind says he's never liked me enough to stay and that he hasn't changed. Really, I'm looking for any advice. Has anyone gone through something like this before? I'm worried I won't learn my lesson until I truly experience the cycle of this relationship, which will probably end in losing him as a friend. Being just friends with him has never existed to me, and I don't know which path is kinder to myself. Okay, so I think I understand the type of guy that is, because I know what the type of girl that is. And therefore, if I know what the type of girl this is, 
I know what the type of guy that is. So he left you for another girl. Um, it sounds like things didn't end very well with her. And I guess he's lonely and desperate. And that's why he says he wants you back. And that's why he said he made a mistake. Um, only thing I can say here, um, from what it sounds like you've described to me, um, that it was not a good relationship for you. And especially when he left you for someone else, that was not good for you either. Um, and I want to say, and yeah, my gut says give him a second chance, but your friends are saying he's horrible. That's a good sign because sometimes uh, you're not, you can't think straight and you have to get an outsider's perspective. When your friends have good interest in you and say, do not get back together with her. That was a horrible idea. I have a friend who got back together with his ex, uh, who we still make fun of to this day. And he was like, why didn't you tell me uh, not to get back together with her? I'm like, dude, it's hard to talk about that. I try to be very honest with people. Uh, I'm like, hey, look, man, um, I'm your friend. You don't have to change any of this. I'm just going to tell you exactly like this is. So if one day you ask me, why didn't you help me out with this? Um, I did. So like, and then I'll tell him the truth. It's the situation. Do what you want, man. It's your life. Do what you want, but don't ruin your life because of this. Okay. But, but just make sure you don't have any regrets in the future. So in this situation, yeah, I would tell you do not get back together with him. Uh, it sounds like this guy is pretty fucking toxic. I I'm definitely, I know toxic. I've played Pokemon. And uh, so I definitely know what toxic is. But best thing I can tell you in this situation. Yeah. Um, Tell him to fuck off. And like you said, just being friends, you don't want to be just friends with the next people. Unless you were like really good friends beforehand and then tried to try it out and then decided it wasn't going to work. Maybe, but at the same time, ugh, yeah, don't be friends with your exes. It's just not worth it, to be honest. And uh, yeah, so tell him to fuck off. And if he says, I can't live without you, tell him to die because, yeah, you because you shouldn't get back together with this guy. Your friends are right. Trust your friends. Don't trust your gut in this situation. Your gut is wrong. Sometimes, a lot of times your gut is right. This time your gut is wrong. This guy sounds awful. And then friends say he's selfish and horrible. And then you get back together with him. Then they have to deal with his shit. Be, be considerate to your friends. That's the lesson here today. Be considerate to your friends. Okay. Mm. Let's get into the next one. Yeah, we still got a couple more. Yeah, we still got a lot more. Got a lot more content for you folks. Um, okay, how do I tell my maybe soonish girlfriend that I've never been in a relationship slash had sex before? Little backstory, low self-esteem guy, always thought I'd stumble into a relationship, never happened. Didn't really actively look for one a long time, later became depressed, went to therapy, which kind of changed how I view myself. Still not really confident, but went on quite some dates starting in 2019 or so. Met some nice girls, but it didn't work out in the end. Late 2020, I met a great girl, everything seemed to go easy. The whole COVID situation made things really difficult, spent two months apart in different locations, two lockdowns made meeting up difficult. But we somehow managed to get through, we can now meet regularly the last time she invited me over to her place and we made out for like two hours on her couch but that's everything that happened that night neither of us tried to initiate more next time we meet the natural next step would be sex i think she wants it i certainly do i do know that i have to tell her because not telling her would make things even weirder than they already are but i just don't know how how do I start that conversation? I certainly don't plan on dumping all that emotional baggage on her, just the virgin slash never had a relationship stuff. Uh, can someone help me out? When do I tell her when it's obvious we're going to have sex? Before that, what should I say? Thank you in advance. Um, so 
yeah, you kind of got yourself in quite the predicament. Now, if it's just like a random hookup and you've never had sex before, I would tell people just don't tell them. Uh, it's probably not going to be that good, to be honest with you, but uh, um, it helps you get it out of the way. Um, I mean, I don't think the virgin thing is a big deal. I kind of think we uh, put virginity on a pedestal and like losing your virginity like as a big ass thing that not necessarily to me like a big deal like counting how many women you've slept with in your life it's not really that cool i don't because i don't i don't really have a number anymore uh just don't keep track of that shit because i don't know that because when guys do that shit like because when guys do that it's like oh cool you you had sex with 30 women that's so awesome but then you hear a woman like that like we like slut shame them like because oh you had sex with 30 guys gross it's like why is it not gross when a guy does it, but gross when a girl does it, you know? And there's that stupid fucking, a key that opens a lot of locks is a good key, but a lock that a lot of keys can open is a shitty lock. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. And it's kind of sexist, to be honest. And on this show, we do not slut shame because sluts are cool. And hit me up if you are one. So, so, um, so it sounds like you're got, you're getting pretty, uh, hot and heavy, uh, in this situation. Um, I think... Just in your everyday talking, you could probably even do this over text. I don't even think this is that big of a deal over text. Just say, um, like, hey, look, I want to tell you something uh, it before it, if we're going to move forward. I just really want to say this. Um, you're my first relationship, and I've also never had sex before, you know? Uh, I still like, you know, hope that doesn't change anything for me. And if she's cool, she'd be like, that's fine. Uh, let's just, you know, uh, do it when you're ready because I don't think women are – are that because like look you just made out and no you neither of you tried to initiate more so she probably likes you she probably uh likes us like usually in that situation a guy would try to initiate more uh, a good guy would stop if she doesn't like it that's normal guy shit you don't try to force it from there you just like all right you're not you're not ready that's fine i don't care you know um but no i just be a good guy like that and, you know you're not forcing sex unless she's probably gonna be fine with that just yeah i think if she's a good person if she shames you for that shit if she does shame you for that dude she's pretty pretty fucking toxic like you don't want to say with that a, a normal person would be like oh that's fine you know what whenever you're ready let's do it um i will be ready whenever you're ready to do it so just take your time you know be good um the relationship thing she probably won't be like okay so I don't want to hear about any of your exes, so she'll probably think that is a plus. So um, I think this that you're gonna have to like open up to her about that. If she's nor, if she's a good person, she will not care. She is a piece of shit. Uh, she will say something, and uh, that's a good sign that you do not want to be around her forever and always. Um, that then you you learn how shitty people are in this world, women and men, and the non-binaries. The non-binary people can be shitty too. It's not just, it's just not, it's not for the males and females. It's uh, also for the non-binaries too. They can be pieces of shit. Uh, gender fluid, yeah, you can be a piece of shit too. We're all pieces of shit. Everyone's a piece of shit everywhere. And that's the way it is. So let's get moving on here. Um, I, actually, I actually have a good statement for this question. Is it possible for a guy to be okay with his girl having smaller breasts? I've struggled with self-confidence issues ever since I was about 11. I remember being in middle school, watching all my classmates growing big boobs, and I excitedly waited for my turn, and it just never happened. Mine aren't tiny, I'd say maybe medium, but they aren't big enough to cause the crack that sticks out of shirts. Guys, love staring at. Uh, when I got my first real boyfriend at 14, I refused to let him go anywhere near my chest because I didn't want him to find out they weren't as big as my bigger bra made them look under a shirt. 
even when we started having sex, I'd never get fully undressed because I was so scared he'd be so disappointed and leave me. I thought I could just wait until mine came in, but they never did. I'm not with him anymore. He was a cheating piece of shit anyway, and I'm with someone now that I really love and am super happy with, but am deep down still afraid he is secretly disappointed and wish he had some bustier, someone bustier. He has said so many times that he's an ass man and that he loves mine. It's pretty great, not gonna lie. <laughs> and that he doesn't have an issue with my breast at all, and I really want to believe him. I just need to know it's possible. No, okay, I'll tell y'all here, I do not care for large breasts. I'm a big fan of boobies. You know, we all, everyone likes some tits, um, but not necessarily uh, bigger ones. I'm, I'm fine with the hungry tits. Hungry tits are great. Um, uh, depend, the only thing it depends on is if he wants to titty fuck you. Now, if he wants to titty fuck you, he's going to be really disappointed. If he doesn't, he doesn't really care for that, He'll be fine. Like, look, small boobs are good. A lot of guys, I can tell you a lot of guys are okay with smaller boobs. And one little trick to help you feel a little better is that these chicks with the bigger ones, when they get older, they're going to sag and look awful. And so when you have, they're either going to have to get boob, pay for a boob job or just disappoint their partner. But, uh, you know, with the tiny hungry ones, they don't sag when they get older. And uh, they make they make for uh, a lot of good times. So, um, yeah, I definitely can't imagine uh he's probably if he if they say they're an ass man and they're very confident about that they do not care about your small tits that is 100 percent a guarantee um so i would uh not overthink that um just be okay with your smaller breast um now the bra thing i'll tell you is is kind of like you take that off and then uh and then they're like oh so i maybe maybe get a proper bra size um, that sounds like someone, a conversation you have with another woman. Um, but that, that'd be something I would do. Don't try to fake, don't try to fake anything. Small tits are fine. Look, it sounds like you're very skinny too. So you'll be fine. Men are probably more into like thinner women. And so I think you're going to be fine. So don't overthink things. Uh, overthinking is just going to make things worse. And, uh, that's why, and we all hate our bodies. I, I can't imagine we all hate our body. We all hate our bodies. So once you realize everyone hates their own body, you'll be fine because you'll realize that, oh, you hate your body too? Oh, we all hate our bodies. Like, so, um, and a lot of people aren't, uh, thinking about your body as much as you think you, you are even like your significant other, probably nothing about your body as much as you think you, you are thinking about your body. So, uh, just chill out. Um, literally calm your tits and, uh, yeah, just stay, stay, stay who you are. You're probably great the way you are. Um, let's move on to the next one. Me and my boyfriend haven't had sex in our two years of relationship. I'm in desperate need of advice or opinion on this matter. Me and my boyfriend have been in a relationship for almost two years now. Everything has been great. He is sweet, loving, and very caring, and this has not changed throughout our relationship. I am truly in love with him, and I can say from my heart that he's the most amazing person I've met. I have never been in a previous relationship before. To be more specific, I have never had sex to this day. My boyfriend, on the other hand, he's been in a long-term relationship before me. He's older than me as well, and he he's had far more experience. I am concerned that our sexual relationship between because it's been two years and we haven't had sex. We have tried a few times. However, since I am a virgin, it's been difficult and we could not manage to do it. We fool around and I think we both enjoy, but this has also slowed down in the past year. For example, it's been over a month that we have not fooled around right now. Uh, this makes me wonder because he has, 
because we have also been living together for the past year. We are constantly with each other, so there's no excuse for us not to be doing it. He's very busy with work, so sometimes I have to I have tried to justify this because he gets quite tired and perhaps does not have so much energy, but now this feels unreasonable. It's been so long and I've begun to think this is even crazy. I feel like I am more sexually active and I want to do this way more than he does. We communicate everything with each other, but when it comes to this topic, I feel like bad bringing it up because I don't want to force it. I generally want to know what he wants and I want to wanted to not say something to see how long it takes before he acts on it. And well, it's been quite long enough, so I do not know what to think. He's bisexual, and this has made me wonder if he even finds me attractive or if he's interested in me sexually. I have also thought of the possibility that, yes, we are in love, but if he is sexually attracted to men, or what if he doesn't find me attractive, although he says the opposite every day. I love him very much, and I will see him in my future. I want to make his work this work in the best way possible, which is why I've been thinking about it for so long. I just do not know what to do at this point. I would really appreciate to hear if anyone else has gone through the same thing or if you just have an opinion on my matter. Um, okay. So a couple thoughts here. You haven't had sex in two, you've been together for two years and haven't had sex. Um, the, the, the bisexual thing is very curious because he may, because I know there's some people, like, haven't, like, explored their sexuality fully, and, you're, and he's probably, like, because I think, I know a lot of gay people have to be, like, at first you're, like, oh, I'm bisexual, I just like men and women, and I'll just date women, you know, and then you realize, oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> so, that's the thing. So, yeah, that could be a very, very big thing, but two years, unless he only likes blowjobs, then, um... That's a weird thing. So, um, we've tried a few times since I'm a virgin. He says it's difficult to manage to do it. You want to do it, though. So, it's been two years. You obviously like this person. So, even if you are, like, one of those people who, like, only wants to have sex with people, like, you're in a deep relationship with, like, it's okay. Um, here's what I would do to situate. If you, he, you cannot figure out a way to actually have sex. You cannot plan that out. Here is a, a bad idea you can do. Um, what you can do is uh, obviously start giving him a blowjob, uh, but do not finish him off. That'll make him mad now, and then you'll be like, now finish inside. Like, all right, now have sex with me. Um, there's a couple of ways this could go. If he says, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have sex, real sex with you, then you're gonna have to ask him, like, do you not find me attractive? And then you fart and then kind of like convince him to go inside you anyways. Cause his dick is already rock hard. I am at his dick has to be probably rock hard from the situation. So like he's going to need to come. So he, you're, he's going to be like, fine, I'll just fucking go inside you and, you know, doing whatever. So that's a good way to tr trick him. If it doesn't work out, you're going to have to figure out a new situation, have to figure out maybe counseling or whatever. You're going to have to figure that out. From there, um, that's the, there's a sleazy way. That's the way I was suggesting you do it. But then having a conversation like, look, let's have sex tonight. And then he's like, oh, I don't want to. I'm like, why do you not want to have sex tonight? Uh, and you'd be like, we'll just, we'll just get me off and then you'll be fine. So, uh, he has no real good answer to that question, but it's on him. I think it's his, it's his problem. And, uh, so you, you could do it my way or maybe make him tell you why he doesn't want to. So, anyways, um, how many questions do I have left? Two, 
three. Oh, okay. Um, I am in a my first relationship with a twenty four year old woman. How much crazy is too much? What is a normal amount of crazy? I'm going to tell you beforehand. Uh, before I have, we have to read the situations to figure that out. I thought I'd be forever alone, but somehow found someone who seems to be more or less a great match. We've moved in together after a few months, and now all kinds of red flags are scaring me. I don't know how much of it is normal crazy human integration and how much is batshit insane. I'm hesitant to back out because I was alone for so long, and honestly, I have plenty of my own issues. I'm not trying to reconcile in the brutal light of external scrutiny, so I'm not sure how forgiving I should be or not. One, so he has a couple of simple. If I go out for one to two hours to walk, drive, shop alone, which I do most days as an unemployed introverted person who enjoys sunlight and needs to lose weight, I'm suspected of nefarious activities, uh, cheating slash something. Two, despite this, she makes me talk about having sex with other women from my past while we have sex. She wants to watch me do this. Apparently, it's not just a test. It's really obviously turns her on. Talking about her female friends is hypothetically also on the menu, as in she'll say, lick my friend, but if she can figure out who I'm referring to specifically, she gets jealous of her fantasy friend's actions, or mine to be precise. Uh, she tells me I never do anything to show her show my love, but if I list anything I do, she says I won't shut up about how I did something for her and I ruined the thing I did by bringing it up. Okay, so um, we're going to go example by example. Um you go out for one to two hours, she thinks you're doing nefarious things. Um, honestly, in most situations, I know iPhones have the uh, share my location feature. And I think I have married friends who have it turned on for their significant other. And honestly, though, I mean, like people are like, oh, you don't respect their privacy. But honestly, at the same time, uh, I mean, like you should both be in a situation where like I have nothing to hide here. Here's the situation here. You can, yeah, you can track my location from my phone. I don't care. Like, I'm nothing to hide, so not too worried. So that's, I mean, you could talk about that. The other two, um, making me weird. So, um, making you talk about her past sex life can be okay. Um, she get the, the part that I think that idea is like, maybe that's just like her fetish, you know? I mean, there's like the male cuckold fetish, you know, some guys are into that shit. Um, watching their partner be with someone else. Maybe that's her thing. The other the thing she gets jealous when she knows who it is, is the weird part to me. That's a little bit of a red flag on my end because sounds like, um, uh, yeah, that's cause that's like two polar opposites of an idea. Um, so that's the situation. Uh, and then she's like, you never do anything for me. And then you list it off and you say, you won't shut up the thing you did for me one time. That's crazy. So, um, just going through three situations. First one, not necessarily too crazy. You couldn't always share location. Two, maybe 50% crazy. The first part's okay. Second part's not okay. Uh, third thing I would say is, yep, that's that's pretty unappreciated. That, that shows she doesn't appreciate you. Or maybe you have different love languages. I don't know. I don't know you. And so I don't have to care. So I'm just here to solve the problem. I don't have to care about your problem. <laughs> That's the way it is. So, uh, my friends don't like my boyfriend of two months. So, uh, I was excited to introduce them to him, uh, him slash him last night. 
him slash him to them last night. Uh, we went out to dinner and they just couldn't vibe with him. They texted me afterwards and they didn't like see his appeal, didn't find him charming or funny. He's different than any other guy I've dated or that my friends have seen me with, and that's what I like about him. I think the way he looks at things is fascinating. He's one of those people that says, I'm going to be me, and if you don't like me, fine, cool. If you do like me, that's great too. He's the same way in public that he is when we're alone. Goofy, sarcastic, unafraid to dive into some uncharted waters conversationally. It that makes sense. My parents love him. His parents seem to like me. I like his fins. I wish mine felt the same. What do I do going forward? Um, situation you're in is, uh, they don't see the appeal and they didn't find him charming or funny. So that's a weird situation. So uh, this isn't a reason like you shouldn't break up. This is a good situation. Uh, your friends don't like him, but they just met him. So they're going to have to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, so in this situation, and look, he, he sounds like me. He like doesn't care what other people think about him. And uh, he's goofy and sarcastic and unafraid to dive into some uncharted waters conversation. Like, that's literally me. Are you dating me right now? And I just don't know it. Um, wait a minute. It even says you're 27. Whoa. Okay. Um, and now let's, let's just think here. Um, you like his friends. You like his parents. It's just your friends who aren't, don't see the, they say they don't see the appeal. Don't find him charming or funny. Maybe, I mean, this is a first impression. So like a lot of times you don't make good first impressions with people. I can't imagine I give anyone a good first impression. Um, yeah, don't not break up with him because of this. Um, just, uh, keep things going. And, uh, if he's a really good guy, keep him around. And if your friends just, if it's just your friends, you don't like him, but like, he's not like a bad individual to you, leave it alone. Okay. My boyfriend writes very violent and sexist music as a hobby and form of expression. Would you consider this a red flag? Um, okay, let's get going here. Did I squeak a little bit? I don't know. Let's get right into it. I've been with John for going on three years in June. We met in grad school and instantly hit it off. I had never thought it would be possible to find someone that I wanted to have a family with. Long story there, but he completely swept me off my feet and our values align perfectly. As for John, he grew up extremely poor in the American South, and his childhood traumas are something he has worked extremely hard to overcome and heal from. In such, we both graduated with good degrees in high-paying professions, so he is doing well professionally as well. He doesn't want to become a famous artist or anything. He writes and records every now and then. He finally let me read to and listen to some of his music, and my mind was just blown. It was completely unexpected, incredibly violent, basically gangster rap on steroids is how I would best describe it. A lot of sexual violence as well. I was almost horrified at what this otherwise beautiful man has produced. It wasn't bad, though. <laughs> so all of that is to say he isn't like anything like that in real life. I just asked him how long he has been writing, and he said all of his life. It's just a way to blow off steam. He recently started recording as we have space now, which is why he let me listen. I don't even know what I'm asking there. Is this a red flag as far as his hobbies go? Um... You said you've known him for three years. Okay, so if these violent or sexist tendencies are in him and yeah, haven't come out to you yet, I don't think they're really there. Um, sometimes musicians, I don't know the guy for sure, so I can't really give you a vibe on him, but I can also tell you, um, I mean, childhood traumas and stuff like that kind of makes you really creative and shit like that. 
Only thing I can really say without knowing him is it sounds like with his music, and he's obviously not releasing this to anyone. He just makes it for fun. Uh, he's probably putting on a alter ego to uh, putting on like this alter ego that lets him be this different guy and stuff like that. It sounds like the musician side of him versus like the, the actual John is a very different person. This is coming from someone uh, who has studied music basically his entire life. Um, I don't know the guy, so I could be wrong here, but I'm going to basically go on with saying that he's creating like a facade, like a fake character when he makes this music and it's not really him. So not everyone is me and has the, the charm, uh, to be the face of his own music and, uh, writes about his actual life. But you know, that's the way it is. You know, I shamed, uh, strange sex last week for people being so open about their sex lives. And I'm like, I can't believe they go on TV and do this. And then also I record a podcast and do the same things. So, um, nevertheless, he persisted. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of cancel sweetie. That's all I have for today. Hope you are a better person from today. If you have any more questions, comments, concerns for me to answer your problems, email the shredcast at gmail.com or I'm happy to help you there. Uh, follow me everywhere. Music, uh, Shweezy on Spotify, Apple, Tinder, Deezer, Title, um, everywhere. Follow me on all social media platforms at the Shweezy. Um, check out me on Twitch. I stream Mondays and Thursdays. Sometimes Mondays, always Thursdays. Uh, and check out the Patreon. Five dollars a month gets you ad-free episodes of these shows. Um, but at least you can do like the show, subscribe uh, on YouTube or wherever else you're getting this podcast from. So thank you so much for all the listening you've done today. Um, you are, we are all better people now because of it. And uh, honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Hey there, my fellow Schwoklord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.